0: Okay so I'll say this with me I, I I never compete against this is gonna sound really bad but something I, I say I don't compete locally.
1: You better say it again
0: and it's, it's not a, a negative thing it just doesn't make sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to have short-term goals yeah. but they say what they say shoot for the sky and if you fall at least you'll land amongst the stars.
1: Have you ever asked yourself am I pursuing the right niche? Should I be doing something else I'm good at? Should I go against the grain or just do what's trending? Does it really take all that self-promotion? Welcome to Thought University. If you've ever asked yourself any of those questions, then this episode is for you. Ukulele Loop artist Eames is our instructor today for a course titled, Pursue Your Purpose for Living. On today's episode of Thought University, I have with me Eames. Yes, hey. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. And thank you for coming out and joining us. So Eames is going to be our instructor today for Pursue Your Reason for Living. And so to get us started, describe an event where you had to change your mindset in order to complete a goal.
0: Um, I guess like the, my whole career where I stand now is kinda in essence, I had to completely change everything in my life. Wow. Um, not just the mindset, but the mindset started it and I literally changed everything. So, um, you know, I was rapping, for those of you that don't know, I used to be a rapper for Maybe like eight years, I guess. Started rapping when I was like 16.
1: Okay. And, and I've never heard you rap. So like to this day, I'm still like, you were doing
0: what? Yeah, I was rapping. I was rapping for like eight years, you know, doing the circuit. That's the thing in Kansas City. Like yeah. if you front from the hood, you either make beats, play basketball, or you rap. One or the other. <laughs> and I did a little bit of all of them. But when I was 16, I really jumped into rap. Okay. And um, to make the long story short, uh, it, I was doing some shows around the city like everybody else. But it just didn't seem like um the creative aspect was there for me anymore it seemed like everybody was doing the same thing and the stuff that i did want to do that was creative Mm -hmm. um nobody wanted to do it was considered weird at the time which is i think crazy because now you have to be weird to make it in the industry as a rapper but (laughs) um make a long story short i went on my first tour as a videographer and i seen a lot of different things on the road and whatnot and I had to make a decision to go against the grain of my peers with mm-hmm. my music choice and whatnot. So I came back. Longer story shorter. <laughs> pick, picked up the ukulele. Completely switched genres, which was like culture shock for me at first. Yeah. Um, But it all worked out. And that's where we're at today, touring around with a ukulele, ironically. All right.
1: That light like, makes me so uncomfortable. Really? I love
0: it. I need one. I feel like I'm a star.
1: I think that's why I don't like it. What? I, I don't know, despite like my outer self, like I just wanna be by myself. I wanna be in a box. If I had like, this
0: light, like, every post to... would be I wouldn't take like no Instagram pictures or anything if I had the like, light. <laughs> I'd be at home with like just nachos <laughs> in the light.
1: <laughs> Full cinema. Full cinema. Okay. So by changing your genre of music, like you put yourself in like a vulnerable position because like you went from doing what you're comfortable with, what you right. know, doing what works, you know, wasn't broke, you right. know, but you decided to fix it anyway. And so what was your like thought process right before you went into like this major shift?
0: I had always I, I wouldn't say I, I I wouldn't say it was a shift okay. because even when I was rapping I was just a rapper by career in terms of genre and style i don't know if i really had a genre or style like i said i was already weird okay. um and i i had this thing called dork squad because i like i was a dork to the fullest and um but i was always different so
1: can i just can i just interrupt ahead. does dork squad have like a drop like can you do it is that like have
0: did we have a dork squad drop i don't think we had a dork squad drop <laughs> I can't remember it. It was so long ago.
1: I need you to bring that back.
0: It was more so just the music had an essence of dork in it. Like I had a song called Gym Class Zero, which talked about how I was a dork. But the rap game made me popular. And then Mm -hmm. girls got around me and realized, oh, he's a dork. (laughs) Uh, So the music kind of said a little bit more about it. But as far as what you asked, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I really struggled with really switching genres because I I was always different and whatnot. I, I grew up in the church. So I started playing drums when I was three. Um, piano when I was nine, I was in a gospel quartet. If anybody knows what that, what that is. Like (laughs) I was like, like gospel quartet touring around like all the little country towns like Topeka. Um, like I told, we were speaking earlier. Uh, I got into skateboarding and I think naturally with skateboarding comes like some alternative rock along with punk rock. It's just a part of the culture. Okay. So, I was real big on um, Alien, Ant Form, Linkin Park, Fall Out Boy, Green Day. Uh-huh. Um, people get in a car with me now and still be like, what in the world is going on? That's
1: not a good stuff.
0: So, that was like around like 13, 14, 15, 16. I linked up with my best friend Bunny, who was the real rapper and kind of got introduced to um hip-hop. Okay. And... That's kind of how I found hip-hop. So, as far as switching genres, I have been doing it my whole life. Um, I just kind of fell in love with acoustic music and, like, alternative sounds and whatnot. And even still, I feel like I'm still evolving. Like, right now, I'm not going to say I'm bored with the ukulele, but I'm definitely going to pick up, like, a saxophone or something in, like, the next. I've been really inspired by jazz lately, so it's just ever-changing for me and ever-evolving.
1: And that's of course like the mark of like a great artist is always oh. like a student of their craft you right. know it's always like you're never to the top you never like have learned all you can learn like you're like forever. I think learning. it should be
0: like that in every career choice like you always mm-hmm. got to keep discovering um a guy recently told me so he he retired when he was 36 Ooh. and he came out of retirement and I'm like, why would you do that like if you if you retired at the age of 36 you got some money yeah people only retire because they hate their job. You don't retire if you love your job. True. And I think the reason people retire is because they stop pursuing new things. You know, if you're always learning and trying new things mm-hmm. and you're always aiming for perfection, you'll never get tired. You'll always have something to do. You'll always be aiming for the next thing. That's why basketball players, I'm going off off the...
1: That's okay. We...
0: That's why basketball players have such a hard time transitioning from basketball. You've mm-hmm. been playing basketball since you are six and now you have to retire when you're 40. You have no idea what you're going to do. Yeah. But... I just keep trying new things, discovering new things. I don't think I'll ever get tired of music in general.
1: And so, with, like, having that, just, like, that ugh, burning fire for, like, creativity, you described it like you wanted to make a switch because there was, like, a lack of creativity, like, in the market. And so, like, what was that like, and why did that compel you to change? Like, why was the lack of creativity, like, the thing where you were, like, you know what?
0: That is a good question. Um, you know, I don't know. Um music is something i just kind of like um ended up jumping into i guess i've always been artistic so i just had an artistic nature um i don't know why it was a burning passion for me to you know switch it up it was just that passion that that desire to do something different um like right now it's crazy because never in a thousand years what i think i would be doing so many i don't really do a lot of concert type shows I do more speaking events creative summits and stuff like that like that's 80% of what I do now um so I don't I don't don't know it was just something about the artistic the artistic side in me that made me want to be different and keep changing things up like I said rap kind of got in that two like late 2000s everybody was just doing the same thing the sound was the same The 808 for those listening producers (laughs) just let the 808 go (laughs) I think Manny Fresh has said that it's time to put the 808 away, you know, so, um, it, it just, I don't know. It was the same thing over and over, which is how I picked up a loop pedal, which is what I do. I use, I use a loop pedal to create sounds live on stage. Jeez. Um, for those that don't know.
1: And if you haven't seen <laughs> him, like, find him. Like, we will tell you at the Look end me up, bro. Nah, where talking. to, like, see, experience. Cause it's an experience. That's what I love about his, like, live set. It's like, you're not just at a show. You're not just at a performance. You're not just listening to somebody up there. It's a whole experience. Like, you just leave feeling like, okay, so what I'm going to do with myself? Because, like, you. now I'm feeling like, okay, there's, more, there's so many more possibilities right. to the approach to performing. That's like, why I
0: went with the loop pedal. Um mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have an idea of what you're gonna do, but um, I'm one of them people that's really driven by emotion. I say all the time when I go to a show, I know the first song I'm gonna do and it's in the last song. I don't know what happens in between. Okay. So with that, with that blueprint and the loop pedal, I can create whatever I want mm-hmm. right on the spot. Um,
1: what in your background like makes you uniquely able to do like what you do? Other than like you have like so much experience, but like what's unique about you? I think
0: it's a mindset okay i'm 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 100 positive it's a mindset um i'm real like down to the grain with the creative process and even like behind the scenes not just making the music but how to tour how to merchandising Mm -hmm. and my my mindset is different than a lot of people um on so many levels i mean for one my mama instilled in me which is actually a curse she said do something you love And I mean, she, like, she stuck, you might hear that, but she stuck it in me. It was like her thing. Like, wash the dishes, take out the trash, do something you love.
1: Mm, Come on, mama.
0: And it ended up being a curse, in a way. So, I ended up going to college and whatnot for music. Didn't like it, but it's all I ever knew, because my mom said, do something you love. I always love music. That's why I go so hard. Uh, Shout out to my moms. But
1: Let's stop again. Can we just give mama a shout
0: out? Yeah, let's give moms a shout out.
1: (laughs) No, for real, because, like, this is off topic, but it's on topic, like, All parents, especially now that like we have children, you know, all parents aren't necessarily about do what you love. Like sometimes parents have an agenda for their children or like how we talked about growing up in the hood, it's not that you don't they don't want us to do what we love, but it's more like that fear mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, that poverty stricken mindset that's like, Well, you just better do something that's secure. It makes money. You know, like it's not always about do what you love. It's like, well, okay, now. See, I think, so that's awesome that she was just like, just do you. Like, I think
0: in today's society, also off topic, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. to, In today's society, with the knowledge we have through YouTube and Google, first of all, I think college is going to be gone in like 10 years. But <laughs> with Google and YouTube, if you do something you love, everything can be monetized. Mm. And I think that was a fear for a long time. Like, you had to be a lawyer or a doctor. Everything yeah. can be monetized. You can get on Google right now and type in, like, I don't know, like, I make, like, rabbit's feet and some millionaires making rabbit's feet because he loves it like you can monetize anything but like i said my mom's told me to do something i love and that instilled a mindset in me that's just different from a lot of different artists um that right there just makes me go harder than most artists uh i don't think i've ever given up on anything even when i switched genres it wasn't because i gave up on rap i just wasn't happy with it anymore you know a lot of people quit i never quit um, mm. So, I just think my mindset. I mean, I could keep going on for, and on for that, but my mindset is very different from a touring aspect to how to do it. My first tour was a, my first tour doing music was an open mic tour. We just went on the road and it was like, we're gonna play open mics and get our name out.
1: Nice.
0: Um, all kind of weird stuff. Merchandise is a big thing for me. Some people be like, well, I can't afford m- merchandise. Um, once again, Google and YouTube, you got to figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. That's just the the, in, the end the end off of me um, I just don't make excuses uh, but my mindset is left field I'm like I've lost a lot of friends because of my work ethic mm. like
1: say that again I
0: just have and it's, it's okay <laughs> I used to be like man forget y'all then but I, I realized through the years I'm I'm, for lack of better words I really am different and weird and um, I may be a sociopath I don't know <laughs> when it comes to this thing <laughs> look, look, look aren't all of us creative. <laughs> right <laughs> My my work ethic is just work, 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 no play, no play, no play, And it paid off um, so far. But my mindset, to answer your question, um, makes me unique. No, but I what's think.
1: crazy is like it goes into like the next thing that like I'm dying to ask you because I, even though I do sing, I don't actively pursue like anything. I just be like, I'm just going to be at home and I'm going <laughs> to do the family thing because my brain is too scattered. But one thing I've watched you do in the few years I've watched you as a performer is... Like you said, you make a way and just get yourself out there. And so, a lot of people they want like the notoriety, they want the money, mm-hmm. they want the resources, but they don't want to take the work it takes to get it right. and sustain mm-hmm. it. And you play a lot of really big shows, like locally and like afar, like not even just here. And a lot of them are annual. I've noticed. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> he was
0: at that last year. <laughs> yeah, right. He
1: doing it again? They asked him to come back. <laughs> and so, like, tell our listeners how to position themselves so they could be even considered for bigger opportunities. Um, and not just musically, but just like as a person, like you talk about marketing yourself.
0: Um, well, okay, we'll start with marketing first. Um, and I don't claim to be some genius or what I, you know, or anything, what I do works for me. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Um, the key, in my opinion, to any business or any venture that you have is visibility. Um, whoever has the most eyes on them wins it's the reason why super bowl commercials cost so much it's it's a big event um visibility is the key to everything so you got to make a way to get in front of people period point blank period you can't argue with it there's some things in business you can't argue with (laughs) every now and again somebody will go viral by luck or something like that even that is a visibility thing but if you're just making regular content you got to push it in front of people, or you got to keep putting out content consistently. Um, whether that's commercials for your business, whether you making flyers for your hair salon, um, all of that visibility is the key to everything. Um, what was what was the question
1: again? And so, how can people position themselves to like even be considered? Because like you said, visibility is the first thing to get considered. Right. But like, what else? Because your process is so thorough. Like, I be watching I be watching <laughs> Loki. That's why my like, hey, I saw you doing this. What well, you doing? <laughs>
0: Okay, so I'll say this with me, I, I I never compete against. This is gonna sound really bad, but something about it I say, I don't compete locally.
1: You better say it again.
0: And it's it's not a, a negative thing. It just doesn't make sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you gotta have short term goals. Yeah. But they say what they say. Shoot for the sky. And if you fall, at least you'll land amongst the stars. Yep. Um, aim for Drake. You know, if you mm. see Drake's flyer do what drake is doing on his flyer i'm just using that an example because I, I know music y'all have to you know yeah. put this in your own industry but um if you see beyonce doing this do what she does the thing with me that i think is the key to my success was my live show um so i was doing here's a quick story. um and let me know if I'm talking too long. I'm sorry.
1: Now you go for it. Um, we here.
0: I was so I mean I'm at South by Southwest a couple of years ago. This is kind of like how all the big shows started. I'm yeah. at South by Southwest a couple of years ago. I'm an avid street performer at the time. Visibility, you know, just performing on the street, uh, multiple people passing by. I bump into some guys I met on my first college tour named the Brazilian Twins. They're from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and at this point in time, I'm kind of booming in Kansas City. You know, I kind of got a little name. You know, I'm doing some shows and whatnot, you know. <laughs> uh, so, they was like, yeah, you know, you dope. Woop woop woop. Ames, come out and open up for us in Des Moines for our birthday party. Local artists, by the way. Local mm-hmm. artists. So, I'm like, all right, yeah, I come out to Des Moines. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm about to go out of town and do a show. I go out of town. The first thing that should have been a, um, a trigger for me was I walked into the venue and it was huge. I was like. You're local how did they do this this is interesting um so me with my mindset back home i'm the man you know i got a little name i go on stage and i sit down pull out my ukulele my loop pedal and i start singing and nobody pays me any attention like they're like eh. mind you i'm a black guy with dreads yeah like i'm looping with yeah. a <laughs> ukulele like just the sight alone i thought would catch you yeah um, so, I got on stage. I'm like, man, I bombed that show. That was terrible. That was like the worst show I've ever gave, like ever. And the Brazilian Twins took the stage and did a two-hour set, local band, okay? Local. Mm-hmm. Did a two-hour set, full lights, pyro, um, background dancers. Uh. Oh, wow. Uh, here's i here, I've never I've never said this any, to anyone before I so I performed with a drum line at a lot, mostly all of my big shows 100% stole that from the Brazilian Twins really? <laughs> um, they yeah. came out shout out to them <laughs> shout out to the Brazilian Twins <laughs> they came out with a drum line and all this other stuff I said I did say this they were a local band mm-hmm. but they didn't they didn't say well we can't have a smoke on stage yeah. we don't we, we can't do that mm-hmm. they figured out a way to do it yeah. Um, we can't have a two hour set with an intermission between our set they figured out a way to do it mm-hmm. um they shot for the stars. Yeah. And ever since then, um, I I've just been going really hard on my live show. So to answer the question, going back, whatever you're doing, you gotta do it to the fullest. You can't yeah. be the best small business. You may end up being the best small business, but you don't want to go into it with that mindset of we're gonna try to be mediocre. Yeah, like try to be the best yeah. to the best of your ability. Once again, that goes back to what I was saying. YouTube and Google, you would be surprised at what you could get done in any industry. Like it's crazy now. I mean, it blows my mind what technology can do. I'm editing music videos on my phone now. It's crazy. Hello. It's freaking me out. Hello. Like Come it's on. freaking me out. But ain't for aim for the stars.
1: Okay. And so tell me something that was like a transformation. I mean, you've already told us some things that are transformational, but I know you're full of stories oh, it's right. like something that was just like a transformational <laughs> moment for you and like how did it impact your life and like did it shape where you at now
0: okay yeah that's easy it's actually uh relatively recent um there's two one of them was so i was doing some you know i kind of was doing some bigger shows in kansas city played some festivals like boulevardia plaza art fair which were like popular festivals here yeah and i said man i'm gonna take a stab at this facebook ad thing and so, I boosted a post. I don't know if I did a Facebook ad or I boosted a post. I can't remember. But I put some money behind one of my posts. And I got a call from Florida. And a guy was like, we want you to come out and headline this big event. Huge event. I'm not going to go into how big the event was because I'm trying to stay modest right now. But the event was gigantic.
1: And I saw the pictures. It was crazy. It was fabulous. It was
0: <laughs> so, I go out here, do this show. I headline. My first time ever headlining any show. Um, and it was it was out of town in Florida. Um, I forget what the town was, but it's right outside of Tampa, uh, Tampa, Florida. Um, we get done with the show, mm-hmm. and he's like, "So there's like a lot of local celebrities at the show." And he pulls me backstage. He's like, "Hey, we gotta go back because you gotta do the meet and greet with everybody." Woo-woo-woo. So I'm like, "All right." We go into the room with the meet for the meet and greet, and I'm thinking like, "I'm like he like I'll be right back. I'll get the people." I'm like, "What you mean the other people? that's doing the meet and greet? Like you mean like the other panelists?" Yeah. He said, "Nah." people pay for you to see you for the meet and greet oh, blew my on. mind I, like people pay like 125 tickets to sit in vip with me for wow. a meet and greet the reason that changed my mindset was um as an artist there's always a little doubt yeah to to you know to to what you can do but i think that just showed me one there's seven billion people on the planet there's a mm-hmm. fan base out there for you. Like, you'd be mm-hmm. surprised. You may have to go find them, but they're out there. Even if I'm, what, a thousand, fifteen hundred miles away. But that changed my life because after that, <clears throat> I really took this national touring thing a lot more serious. You know, mm-hmm. I really took my, my business nationally and really started traveling. I go to New York, uh, what in two weeks to do a East coast tour, five shows over there. and I mean, I'm just playing some crazy stuff. I may be going to London at the end of October to do some shows, but nice. that, that single-handedly change, changed changed um, a lot for me. One more thing I'm going to say. This, this is quick. I played the Kansas City Convention Center because everybody want to be the hometown hero. You know, you want to yeah, be like, no, you up. know, you, you care about that. So I played Kansas City Convention Center, which is, I mean, probably to date, Maybe my biggest show, I believe. Um, three thousand people in the crowd. It was it was so big. I went new I wasn't used to that. It's mm-hmm. one of them shows where you couldn't see nobody in the crowd. <laughs> it was just so many people and the lights was just like boom. The sound check, like the sound check, the acoustics of the building, yeah. It took me an hour to sound check because I had to wow. get used to the acoustics. They had to change yeah. the monitors and everything for me. Wow. But um I just threw that in there. That was just a little something that was just mind blowing for me and it just it keeps me going, you know, chasing the next big show. Chasing yeah. what's next.
1: And so, uh, earlier, we were talking about music gave you a reason to be alive, which like I can totally relate to, like right. so understand that what have you discovered about yourself through doing music that you didn't know about yourself before?
0: Um, I didn't know how strong I was, mm. um. Well, first of all, the obvious, to make it in music, you're going to have a lot of L's or losses. We say L's. <laughs> um, you have a lot of losses, a lot of hard times and whatnot. Um, but if you can push through for as long as I've pushed through yeah. and I'm just getting older, I can kind of like take a step back and look at myself now and be like, man, you made it. Yeah. You're strong. Like you're really strong. So many people have quit. Like I said, I lost a lot of friends and whatnot. Um I say this all the time. If music is illegal tomorrow, I'll probably still be doing it. But if music is illegal <laughs> tomorrow, um, and I have to stop, it's it's fine because I, I work so hard at it. I I'm successful. Like I don't need a million dollars. I did what, in my opinion, nobody in my hood was doing. I mean, I've I've beat the odds. Yeah. I'm a black guy with dreads and a white tee right now, and I'm sponsored by Hallmark. Like, come on, I, I beat the odds. Um yeah. So I found out how strong i was through music and um i don't know music just um i guess going along with being strong music helped me get over a lot of stuff from family tragedy to tough relationships all kind of things um yeah i don't know where i'd be without music i mean not to sound cliche and whatnot but it's it's a lot deeper than just a career to me like when I go through stuff, I still get on the piano and play classical piano or something just because yeah. it's a soothing thing. Some people smoke weed. I get on the piano and play play stuff. So yeah. music, yeah, it, 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 it let me know how strong I was.
1: And so if there was one piece of advice that you could just like impart like on the audience like where they didn't have a choice and they had to just like get it down in their pores, what would you tell them?
0: Um, man, that's a loaded one. Um, <laughs> 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 right <laughs> uh one piece of advice fight hard and compete mm. um going back to what i said it's it's kind of contradicting what i said but you got to look at it half empty and half full there's seven billion people on the planet um it is a race it is a it is a competition you can't half ass it yeah. period you can have it and be me- mediocre. I mean, if that's what you want to do, everybody has their own goals. If you want to be hot mm-hmm. this year and then you want to give it up, that's cool, your thing. But for those that's really pushing to be great or start that major business, that major car wash or that major, whatever it is you want to start, yeah. You got to you got to you got to put some work into it, you know. Um you you, you just got to put work into it. You probably work in a 9 to 5. You got to do that and then stay up Quick quick story. I got tons of stories. I'm sorry. I've been through a Come lot. On. I love um, stories. <laughs> um, this ain't even about me, but this is one of them early stories I heard a long time ago that I was like, boy, you ain't working hard enough. Um, it's an artist by the name of Hoodie Allen. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him, but he's a white rapper slash pop star. Um, still underground, but doing big things, torn all over. I mean, doing crazy shows. This man's schedule used to be, he worked for Google. He would wake mm-hmm. up at six and Oof. he would you know, go to work at Google, work an eight hour shift. He would get off and he had band rehearsal for four hours after he got off. So let's see, he's going to work at six or getting up at six. He's probably getting there at eight. I don't know, getting off around five, you know, normal stuff. He'd have band rehearsal with his band for four hours, which means he's getting done nine or 10, give or take. He would go home and he absolutely dedicated himself to two hours of sending emails he did this every day. Wow. Every day. And I just heard that story. And I was, like, mind you, he was doing this before he was big. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I, I was, I'm, I'm one of them people that follow artists before they get big. I think it's cool to follow artists before they get big. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I knew about him before he got big, man. <laughs> yeah. You know? Y'all was asleep. Y'all was asleep, gosh. I did that on <laughs> Chance the Rapper. I was like, yeah, I know about Chance. But anyway, um, he, he was just working, 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 working. And I heard that story and I was like, boy, you got to step it up. So I kind of gave up sleep right now. I'm still on three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep. Um, But you got to work hard. It's competitive out here. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to give it to you. And I know you hear that all the time, but I mean, take it from somebody who's like not rich and famous. I'm just a regular dude that's kind of doing some things. It don't get more real than this. Like it's easy for somebody that's got a million dollars to be like. Work hard. You can get to where i like right. Like, now I'm in the thick of it right now. Like, and the only thing that's got me doing these these big shows and, you know, these corporate sponsors and whatnot, it's just hard work. Nobody gave me nothing. Um, I mean, I've been out here for some years. Like, my... You've been out here. I've been out here. Like, people can't <laughs> say they didn't see me in the streets performing. They can't say they didn't see me at the open mics. Yeah. Um, You got to put in the work.
1: And so something you said that really, like, resonated with me... Um, you said compete with the greats, not mediocrity. So, like, you know, you ever been on like, okay, something wrong with me? So you get on WebMD and you start oh. looking up symptoms and side effects. And so, like, what are the side effects of mediocrity? Like, if you could describe it, like WebMD style, like the side effects of mediocrity to the creative process.
0: Hm. I mean, ultimately, like um, the ultimate side effect would be like I guess would be comparison to like a devastating death <laughs> will be ultimate, ultimate failure. Yeah. Um, and it kind of depends on how you look at it, but, um, everybody, like I said, everybody has different goals. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the people that's trying to do something major and change their family's life forever. Yeah. Um, which I think should be everybody's goal. Oh, you're cheating yourself in life. <laughs> but, um, mediocrity is, um, the side effects would be like failure. Um, I guess that's the main thing would be failure. That's that's the way I look at it. You're, you're, there's always somebody out there that's working harder than you. Like yeah. when you put down the ball in the gym, somebody else is still going for another five minutes. Um, yeah. I just don't have a, I don't have, like I said, I lost a lot of friends over mediocrity or mediocrity. I'm sorry. Um, but stick, stick it out, stick it out. It's going to be it, that thing. Lonely at the top
1: yeah.
0: is so true.
1: I bet. <laughs>
0: like, that thing is true. Um, quick quick little uh analogy, somebody told me the other day. I'm sorry, you told me to talk. I apologize. Nah,
1: just run it. We um, we here, we got popcorn, we got <laughs> sleeping bags, we ready. I
0: heard this the other day and I was like, bruh. So success is kinda like um climbing a mountain. And so if you're climbing a mountain, you get to the middle of the mountain, right where the clouds are. Mm-hmm. and it's foggy and you're out of breath you don't know you're like man i don't want to keep going mm-hmm. it's kind of like a you most people's career you've been fighting you're climbing up you're climbing up you're climbing up you're climbing up you get to like the middle where you feel like you're doing something yeah that's when it gets foggy mm-hmm. that's when you feel like i'm ready to i'm ready to go back down i'm ready to quit i'm ready to give up yeah. <clears throat> but you got to keep going because right after you get past that little midsection you're above the clouds you can see clearly mm-hmm. and it's easier to go to the top once you get to the top though People think you get to the top You made it No, 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 no When you get to the top You you can see everything clearly You're at the top You can see all the different paths To go, go through yeah. So once you get to the top That's when you can really branch off And start doing different stuff Because now you can see All over where you want to go yeah. Go back down Find a new mountain And do it again But now you know how to climb the mountain So you'll be fine
1: Come on Find a new right. mountain
0: come, Find a new mountain
1: Come on That's a good one And so Um Finding a new mountain. And so you talked about having short-term goals and, like, how they're, like, super important. But why mm-hmm. is it so important? Because as creatives, like, a lot of times we're, like, everything is grandeur for us. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, we looking at it like this. And so why is it so important to have the short-term goals as opposed to only big-picture goals?
0: The short-term goals teach you how to handle L's. Okay. Um, I don't think – I think uh I wouldn't be able to handle the Grammy's. Mm. I couldn't just you, I mean let's just be real you can't get on a stage in front of a million people
1: yeah.
0: without working your way up there Yeah. so you gotta have short term goals to really just help you grow mm-hmm. you know Um. I, I know I'm gonna take some more L's yeah. I'm looking forward to those L's yeah. because those L's are gonna make me stronger and get me ready for what's next in life you know yeah. Um. they say the music industry is crazy you know what I'm saying this little stuff I'm going through is yeah. nothing compared to the music industry so um yeah, that, that's what I want to say.
1: <laughs> so tell everybody because they needs to find you. They needs to find you. Uh online, like tell people where can they find you, where you at? If people want to contact you, how do they do it?
0: Um, I'm everywhere. Social media, uh Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I'm not on I mean you can follow me on Snapchat, I'll be on there venting and stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That is not my professional Snapchat. <laughs> uh, but that's the behind the scenes. Behind yeah. the scenes. You might want to follow that. You might love me or something like that. But I'm everywhere at the Only Eams. Um T-H-E-O-N-L-Y E-E-M S. I'm everywhere. You can look me up on iTunes, Spotify, I mean everything else, Google Play, all of that. I need to upload to SoundCloud. The new project is out called Dreams. Um D-R-E-E-M S. I got shows coming up all over the place. And I got merchandise. I should have wore one of my shirts. What am I
1: thinking? It's you terrible. Do, your branded. merchandise be good though too. Like you have some good stuff,
0: man. But yeah, at the only ends, I'm everywhere. Follow me.
1: Okay, so it's been real. It's been excellent. Um, and just again, thank you for taking that time with us. Like I feel like you gave so many things that like this is therapy for me. Because right. again, like I'm a person that's a creative, but I don't pursue anything. So like being able to sit down and like talk to somebody like you that's out here doing it and a family man as well so like we ain't ain't gonna talk about that work home life balance it's it's tough you know (laughs) like it's so inspirational and there's so many people out there so like even if y'all didn't know that little tidbit so no excuses because you have a family and you still be out here, you know, doing it, still taking time to mentor young people. You know, you ain't even talk about the drill right. team. But you be taking them out of town. I mean, just doing so much. I mean, it's all part, so, of a, part of yes. a bigger
0: picture, man. Just working hard. Working hard.
1: Yeah. So everybody, find Eames. Find them. Find them. Find them like you stalking your ex. Find them. <laughs> I'm Sabara Smith. Oh, thank you for checking to the course tonight at thought university and we are out be sure to watch the full videos of the podcast by liking the facebook page and follow us on instagram both at thought university thank you for joining us at thought university where experience is the best teacher